The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls. DFS today. This is your Tuesday, June 22nd edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I will be running this one solo for you guys. Uh, if you are familiar with our Tuesday shows, usually it's Will and myself, but my main man, Will, got his own show now. He is going to be doing the All Rookies podcast, where he will be following rookies all throughout the year uh, on an NBA point of view, a fantasy point of view, and a will point of view. Whatever the case may be, he will be talking about them and following their journeys. Uh, starting yesterday, he, his first podcast was released yesterday, uh, so right before the lottery, all the way through the season. He'll be talking about last year's rookie, the rookie of the years, and the lot and the podcast that just released and we'll be talking he'll be talking about the lottery that is happening tonight the nba draft lottery for the 2021 nba season we'll be talking about the draft and so on so forth following them so shout out to my man will we're happy for you um unfortunately that means he wasn't able to join me on this podcast tonight because he's doing his own thing uh he probably will be doing a couple here but um not sure how many that said, we're happy for him. Definitely go check that out. It's on the Hoop Ball platform. Uh, you guys will love it. If you like Will, which uh, I do, I know I, I give him a hard time, but I love that guy. Uh, but yeah, go check it out and listen if to your favorite rookies and the rookies that are coming into the league uh, and the rookies that just finished up their year. Uh, with that said, actually, we have a couple rookies still playing here uh, in the top lottery picks one of them is my guy okongwu but that said we'll move we'll move on and i before we get into tonight's showdown slate and i will touch on the atlanta milwaukee game slightly uh because there are there is a tuesday wednesday type of thing um slate to go down but i'll just touch it on slightly we'll be talking about that tomorrow uh for tomorrow's podcast as well but i do want to give a quick shout out over to our guys at my bookie simply the best sports book around period uh, it has a, I say it every time, if you're new to this, then you never heard it. But if you listen to our podcast, you know that my bookie has a fully fledged casino platform at your fingertips. Yes, that's the best part of it at your fingertips. So if you uh, have to travel for it to your local casino or you don't have one, now you do again at your fingertips. Um, they have, Live dealers, table games, slot games, uh, virtual, all those games, virtual and live. And you can make any sports bet you want at the push of a button. And the best part is they will match your first deposit halfway up to a thousand bucks. So if you throw in a 500 bucks, you get an extra 250 to play with. And all you have to do is enter the promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L when you're signing up. So get on over to mybookie.com or EU where they give you free money and they pay you out very quick. Uh, so 
now it is time to jump into game two of the Western Conference Finals. We have ourselves a showdown slate. And again, we have that Tuesday-Wednesday slate, so I will touch briefly on the Atlanta-Milwaukee game afterwards. Uh, not too much because we <clears throat> it's a day ahead and a lot of things change, uh, but I will give you quick quick hitters on that one. But we're going to go right into the showdown slate. We have the Clippers traveling. Well, they already traveled. They're still in Phoenix. Uh, to the Suns, we have the Suns as six-point home favorites and the over-under as 224. Uh, the Suns are one game up in this finals. They, are, they won on Sunday. Uh, and on the injury report, we have Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka for the Clippers as out. Chris Paul and Abdel Nader for the Suns, out. So we will have a similar story to what we had in the last one. <clears throat> so we'll stick to uh, the showdown slate type of thing. And I'm going to jump onto the Clippers because they are the away team. Uh, we have Paul George. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, uh, all these guys. Uh, I'll stick to their utility prices because that's where we're going to be at for the majority of them. For the Clippers, if you're if I'm going to go in a captain spot on the Clippers, I really only want a, uh, two, possibly three people. One of them, Paul George, is the highest priced guy on, on the team and on the slate, uh, but for good reason. There is no Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is that guy right now. He's been playing really, really well. Uh, the last four, five, five games, he's taken over 20 shots. 20 is the minimum in those games, and that was a 16-point win. Uh, take that out of the equation, and he has no less than 22 shots. And he's been shooting very well lately, too. Uh, last game, he only shot 10 of 26. That was his worst shooting performance since uh, the Utah series, but... He took 15 threes of those uh, 26 shots, made seven of them. So he brought back another 55-plus fantasy point game, dropped 34 actual points. I mean, this guy's just going to be living with the ball in his hands. He's going to be taking a lot of shots, get a lot of usage without Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so I don't. I like him as a captain, and if you can't get him as a captain, definitely try and get him on your team in some capacity. Reggie Jackson has stepped up enormously. Uh, the last three games... He's taken 15, 16, and 19 shot attempts. I expect that to continue without Kawhi Leonard. They need another a number two scorer, and Reggie Jackson is playing like the Reggie Jackson that he always thought he was. He has three straight games of 20-plus actual points uh, and 17 assists and 11 rebounds to boot and a lot of steals, so keeping, keeping it going there. Uh, he has 33, 54, and 39 uh, fantasy points in those three games without Kawhi Leonard. I expect that to continue. I don't expect anything under 30. And in a showdown slate where everybody's priced up slightly more than they should be, uh, he is somebody I wouldn't wouldn't mind having. And I don't mind putting him in the captain spot as well. He doesn't have the upside of Paul George or uh, the guy we'll get to on the Phoenix side, but he does have solid floor and some upside as well. Uh, and you can Put him in there and not break your bank while still possibly getting that guy on Phoenix we'll get to and Paul George in your lineup. So Reggie Jackson, to me, is a solid option, whether it's utility or in the captain spot. And then we'll go Nick Batum, 7'6". He's, he's getting up there in price, but he's playing a very critical role, and he's playing a lot of minutes. In three games without Kawhi Leonard, last game was the lowest minutes he's played, and that was 37. He played 40 and 42 before that. So he's getting a lot of minutes. Um, he's virtually in the last five games 
seven, 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 ten in rebounds. So he's grabbing a lot of rebounds. Didn't score much in the last game, uh, points wise, but he's that was his worst fantasy performance, and it was twenty four and a half points. Don't mind going there. The price tag jumped up considerably, though. Uh, he did drop six hundred from the last one, uh, but he's still a, a decent option there if you're trying to fill out your lineup. I probably won't have too too much exposure to him, but I don't mind going there. <clears throat> in that event, um, another guy, Terrence Mann, he's just proven himself to be very capable. Uh, out, even outside of that 39 point explosion, he's been solid. He's only 6,400, same price as last game. Uh, so I don't think you have to break the bank to get him, but we know he has some solid upside here. Maybe not in this series, but um, he's going to be playing 25 to 35 minutes in this, and uh, we can look at him. And he's shooting very well from the three point line in the last two games. So uh, that continues to go. He only took four shots in the last game. I expect that to jump up to six to eight-ish. So don't mind going there. Probably I won't have him in my captain spot, but as a utility, if I have some extra cash, don't mind going there. Uh, then I'm looking at the two big guys, Zubats and DeMarcus Cousins, surprisingly. Uh, they We saw that DeAndre Ayton really ate them alive when they tried to go small. Uh, he's much different than Gobert to where he actually has an offensive game, and it's going to be very hard if they can't stop him. Um, Gobert doesn't have an offensive game. We know that. He, he barely has any moves offensively outside of putbacks, and, and that he kind of struggles with. Uh, but DeAndre Ayton is very talented on the offensive end, so going small kind of bit them. Uh, they have to. They, without Ibaka especially, it's they're kind of forcing their hand, but uh, they're ha- they'll probably have to go big again. Uh, Zubat's played 18 minutes off the bench cousins played 13 uh while cousins took 10 shots he, he just he, he knows how to score and if he's going to get 13 to 15 minutes a game uh he can bring back value at in 2000 i can certainly see him bringing back value and possibly hitting 20 he had 19 fantasy points in the last game give him a couple more minutes he can get over 20 fantasy points and you're not paying anything and you can just fit him in your lineup uh, as a utility just to round it out there so uh, that's a guy that i'm considering and and i like that if um digging deep he's probably the the guy that's super super cheap that i'll have some exposure to uh patrick beverly and rajon rondo are splitting a lot of minutes with um reggie jackson playing so well don't really want to go to each but again if you if you have to 2600 for rondo is not bad beverly 4200 i'd prefer rondo because it's so much cheaper uh but those are guys to round out your lineup, and that's where I'll look. Zubats is 4,600. If he draws the start in this game, I'll look at him. If he doesn't, uh, I'd rather just go with Cousins, even if he plays five to seven more minutes than Cousins. Uh, that's just an extra 2,600 that I can use on somebody else and, and get some bigger guys in my lineup. That's where I'm looking at mostly. Paul George is Paul George. Reggie Jackson is the number two guy on this team. Uh, Batum and Mann are solids. And then it depends on who's starting and, and, and whatnot. If Zubats starts, that means Cousins should also get more minutes as well. Um, so I, I just I think both of them are solid plays. And I prefer Rondo over Beverly, but we'll see what happens there as well. On the Phoenix side, we'll start with the guy, Devin Booker, who put up his first triple-double ever. And it was a massive triple-double in a Game 1 win. 40-13-11 on 15 of 29 shooting. Uh, yes, I would like to have Devin Booker in my lineup again. Uh, captain, preferably. Uh, he, him and Paul George are obviously the two highest-priced guys on the slate, and they have the two highest upsides. Uh, without 
Kawhi Leonard and, and Chris Paul it just makes that even more evident. Uh, but Booker is a guy that I certainly want um, in my lineup, no matter how I can get him. DeAndre Ayton, without Chris Paul, becomes the second option um, out there. And while he's 9,200, I don't know how many, much exposure I'll get to him, but he shot 10 of 14. He completely ate them up in that first quarter in the first half. Uh, kind of slowed down a little bit when they brought back more size. But we'll see what the Clippers do and how Tyloo adjusts. Don't mind getting him in there, but I'm probably not going to get him, a lot of him because of that price tag. Uh, campaign, 6,200 is a guy that I really like here. We know Chris Paul is not playing, so campaign is going to get a lot of minutes. And while Devin Booker is going to run a lot of point guard as well, so is he. He got he had nine assists in the last game, and he had five fouls. He only, he only played 29 minutes, but if he wasn't in foul trouble, he'd probably play 33, 34 minutes. I played really well, dropped 32 fantasy points, and I expect that to continue. 6,200 is not a bad price tag, and I like him the most in that range of the other guys that we mentioned uh, on the other side of the ball. Cam Johnson had himself a big game, <clears throat> five of eight shooting, 22 actual, I mean, 22 fantasy points. I don't know if I'll go there again, but he's an option if you want to look at. Bridges and Crowder are kind of a slightly expensive to me. Uh, they're in the same range as Nick Batum um, and slightly more than or slightly less than Reggie Jackson. If I had to pick Reggie Jackson over all of them, so uh, that's probably where I'll be. I know I'm not going to just load. I can't. You can't load up on the top <laughs> the top five guys on each team or top three guys on each team. Uh, so I prefer Reggie Jackson over both those guys, but I don't hate them. It's just Reggie Jackson has clear higher upside on and a safer floor. Uh, but one guy I am giving a quick glance at is Torrey Craig, another cheap option out here. He played a solid amount of minutes, 15 in the last one. Uh, he had eight points, dropped 18 fantasy points. And if the Clippers continue to go small, there's extra minutes for Torrey Craig out there, whether he's playing a super small ball center or power forward. Uh, and he's naturally a, a small forward. So uh, there are some minutes there. And at only 3,400, you're not breaking the bank to get him. Those are pretty much the guys that I like. Booker, Payne. Craig, a little bit of Cam Johnson, but I think he's a little overpriced here. But those are the guys I really like. And then if you have the money, I doubt you will. Uh, you can throw an eight in or, or a Bridges or uh, who you want. But I will touch on the next game quick, and then I'll do my uh, player tiers for the showdown slate. The next game is the Bucks at the Hawks. Um, uh, the Hawks at the Bucks. This one's tomorrow, Wednesday at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're, we'll start with the, the Hawks, and I'll just go a quick rundown. Trey Young only played one game against the Bucks, and he did really bad. He shot 3 of 17 from the floor, 0 of 3 from 3, and only had 28 fantasy points. I don't expect that to happen again. I expect him to obviously play better. But Drew Holiday is a very good matchup for him, uh, and he's one of the best perimeter defenders. Trey Young's a little smaller, so he doesn't have to worry about getting shot over or the arsenal that Kevin Durant has. So Trey Young gives me slight pause at 10-1, um, and I'll probably have a little bit more exposure elsewhere, but he's still Trey Young, so I won't fault you if you go there. John Collins had a really good couple games against these guys, and that's someone that I am uh, going to look at again. I think he's very cheap at 6-8. Probably match up against Jan as well, but uh, he averaged 38.5 fantasy points, shot and 24 actual points. He's a guy that I'll go after. I think he'll, he'll be lesser owned than Clint Capella as well. And with... Brooke Lopez there, Clapella is going to have to be getting drawn out of the paint a little bit more, uh, which is not where you want him to be. Um, but we'll see how that 
happens, but I, I prefer Collins for $100 cheaper. Bogdanovich, if he's healthy, ready to go, uh, then yes, I do like him. He only played 21 minutes in Game 7. Didn't look great, but only 5,100. We know the upside of him. So, uh, And this is kind of a quote-unquote revenge game, I guess, because he was supposed to be in Milwaukee, and then they got taxed for tampering, and now he's in uh, Atlanta. I think that's just a very good price tag. He's un- he's $600 cheaper than Herter now because of that massive game, uh, two games that stretch that Herter had. And I just think Bogdanovich is better and has higher upside, so that's where I would go in that scenario. Uh, and Gallinari. Gallinari's a guy who's been playing a lot of minutes without Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. Uh, that whole wing situation that we thought we had earlier in the year uh, with Herter, Reddish, Hunter, Gallo, all those uh, tweener wings forwards, or Bogdanovich. There's only a couple of them left. It's Bogdo, Herter, and Gallinari with uh, Reddish and Hunter out. So I like Gallinari at 4,800 as well. And Lou Williams at 3,300. Uh, if he gets some minutes, we know what he can do, and we can throw him in there. So those are the guys that I'll be looking at there. <clears throat> On the other side of the ball, uh, we have some solids, obviously. We have, we'll start with Giannis. I prefer him over Trey Young, uh, but he is the, the highest-priced guy on the slate. In three games against the Hawks, he's averaged nearly 50 points. But my favorite play of this game is Chris Middleton. I continue to talk about the home and road splits. It's just night and day. Uh, he put up 55.5 fantasy points in Game 7 on the road, but that was on 9 of 26 shooting and 2 of 7 from the field uh, three-point line. When he's at home, his shooting percentage just skyrockets. He shot over 50% from the field at home and 47% from the three-point line at home during the year. Uh, he would he still has upside to do other things everywhere, even on the road, but at home his just shots fall. And at 8,200, I think he's the best value play of this game. Uh, so that's where I'm going to certainly be going to heavy. I think Drew Holiday makes for a very solid play too. I think he has 40-point upside, especially against Trey Young's defense. Uh, they're at home. He had himself a solid fourth quarter, very solid fourth quarter in that game seven. Uh, so broke out of a slump, and I think that continues here. Um, Brooke Lopez, not bad at 5-4. Probably won't have too much exposure, but I think he could just hit value or, or be slightly under that. Uh, and then I'm looking at like a Bobby Portis and Pat Connington. Bobby Portis barely played in the last series, but now they're playing a team that likes to play bigger. They have Capella, they have Collins, uh, they have a Kungu. So Bobby Portis should, in theory, see extra minutes in this one, uh, probably take some from P.J. Tucker because they don't need a guy to guard KD. So that's why I like him there, and he's only 3,200. We can get him while he's cheap. Connington just plays a lot, 20-plus uh, minutes without DiVincenzo. So don't mind going there, too, for a cheap option to fill out your lineup. Uh, and that's pretty much it there. I think Middleton is the guy that I want in this game. Uh, Holiday is a rock-solid play for me. Portis and Connaughton are cheap options that I like. And Giannis obviously is Giannis if you can afford him. But that's where I'm sitting there. And I told you guys it would be a quick hitter. And I will go to my player tiers very quickly for this um, showdown slate. So my favorite... I'll go with my favorite mid-tier play. I'm going to change it up and and and... I feel like we always go expensive mid-tier value. And I'm just going to change it up and go mid-tier right in the right in the beginning. My favorite mid-tier play of the night is Cameron Payne. Uh, campaign 6200, no Chris Paul once again. He should be drawing the start in this game. Uh, 
he almost had a he had a near double double with eleven and nine last game. I expect a couple more points, uh, maybe slightly less assists, but I expect another thirty point fantasy outing at the very least twenty five, and that's very rock solid. I think he has floor is safe, and he has upside to beat that. And at sixty two hundred. Uh, there's not another guy that I just feel super comfortable with around that price tag. Uh, Terrence Mann had that big explosion, but this is a different series. Um, though I think he could also do that. I, I feel a bit safer with campaign there. Uh, and then I'm going to go with completely changing everything up. I'm going to go with my value as as the next guy, um, the next play. And we don't have too many people under that 5K mark because uh, it is just a one-game slate. But where I'm looking for in my value is that, and I'm just going to say two people, I guess, but I'm looking at that center position for the Clippers. I want to see what adjustments they make before the game. Ty Lue has been making fantastic adjustments all playoffs. So I'm going to keep an eye on that and see if they start Zubats. Because if that happens, uh, I don't mind him. But I probably will have more exposure to DeMarcus Cousins at 2K. He played 13 in the last one, even though they started the game small. I can expect another 14, 15 minutes out of this guy. And if that happens at the 2K mark, I will be very comfortable playing him because I know I want some exposure to uh, both Devin Booker and Paul George. Uh, And that will definitely afford me the option to be able to get both of them and possibly one in the captain spot. So we'll see. But uh, especially if Zubats starts, I know that they there should be extra minutes to go around for Cousins, and that's where I like it. Uh, even if he doesn't, I still expect Cousins to play 10. If he doesn't play any minutes, uh, whatever, it, it's going to bite me, but it won't bite too hard, and that's why I like that there. Uh, and my favorite expensive play of the night, I mean, we have two of them, uh, in Paul George, Devin Booker, can quote-unquote almost take your pick, but I'm going to go back to Booker. I know he dropped a – he's not going to do an, have another triple-double, but uh, they're at home, no Chris Paul. That means the ball is going to be in his hands a lot. He's going to play more on-ball than off-ball. And if he, if that means seven, eight assists uh, on top of all the other stuff he does, then I really like that. Uh, and that's where I'll be looking at here. <clears throat> Obviously, Paul George is the other option, and, and I want one of those two guys in my captain spot. Uh, if you want to have all three of them or all two, both of them in your on your team, I don't mind putting Reggie Jackson in that captain captain spot either. But I think Paul George is the safer of the two of him him and Booker. But I'm going to try and and tap that upside one more time while Chris Paul is out. I'm uh, not sure if we'll be back by game three, but while he's out for now, I think that makes a solid play uh, for your top guy. And that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys as always for joining in. We will catch you again tomorrow. I believe it is Mike and Keith. Um, But thank you, as always, for joining. If you want, give us a follow on all of our Twitter platforms. Uh, You give us a rate review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. We will try to incorporate what you like and get rid of what you don't like for the upcoming podcasts. Uh, You can follow me at Santino Cocon. And, again, I'm going to shout out my guy, Will. Give him a listen i almost said a watch uh give him a listen that all rookie podcast we have the lottery tonight so you will be in for some goodness uh, and then continue to follow him if you like these this rookie class and whatnot he will be doing that uh following them all year long through their ups their downs their their yeses their nos whatever you want to call it but it's going to be a good one so thank you guys as always for tuning in 
and we will catch you again tomorrow. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.